This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. Barbecue season is starting all around the country, and you don't want to miss out on this discount from the Kansas City Barbecue Store. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could possibly want. Make the Kansas City Barbecue Store your one-stop shop for all your outdoor cooking needs. As a listener of the OVS Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this spring by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, all caps, for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. Alrighty, welcome to another episode of Pitmaster, an old Virginia Smoke podcast. My name is Luke Darnell, the host of this program, and it's been extremely far too long since we've had a female pitmaster on the show so if you would please join me in welcoming shannon turner from motley crew barbecue how are you shannon i'm great luke thanks for having me oh it's awesome you've been on my list for a while so i'm really glad that we get a chance to do this <laughs> yeah, uh, I, was start, I was starting to think we weren't really good friends like i thought <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you have to define it like are we good enough friends where I can poop in your RV? Um, yeah, that's a hard no. <laughs> that's a hard no. So, <laughs> but no, it's my, uh, a lot of people know about my, my tradition of, I call it a ghost pooping and that's sneaking into people's trailers and, and dropping a deuce. And like, I've made it my mission for 2023 <laughs> to get the monthly crew trailer on my, uh, on my belt. So <laughs> we'll yeah. See. We would have to be incapacitated for that to happen because we lock that. <laughs> I, I will say that I made seven attempts at barbecue goes back. <laughs> seven and attempts. Seven attempts. I even had some well-placed spies and information and none of it worked out. <laughs> yeah. We got your number. I mean, uh, really brought, every time we're at a contest that you're at, Brian's like, okay, lock the doors. Keep them locked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Fort Knox. It is Fort Knox. truly. <laughs> well, now that we've got the poofing business out of the way, yeah. uh, I usually start with a story about how how we met, but I have a better story about Muddley Crew and okay. Old Virginia Smoke that is uh, very near and dear to my heart, and I think about it often. We were at the 2016 World Food Championships. Uh-huh. down in Orange Beach, and we had qualified uh, for the finals. And yes. we were ill-prepared for said situation. Uh, we didn't plan on qualifying. We had planned on going to New Orleans and getting beignets and then stopping back and having lunch at the shed the next day. But instead, we had to cook, and we had no idea what we were going to cook. And you and Brian came over and said, hey, we have these Wagyu tri-tips, you know, do yep. you want to use them tomorrow? And yep. and we were so grateful, but it also prompted us to go back to the hotel and I had to look up what a tri-tip was. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I know it's beef, but like, what, you know, what exactly? And spent like hours that night researching it and calling people <laughs> and, and then we ended up winning the next day. So, yeah. There will always be a special place in Old Virginia folks' hearts for Muttley Crew. 
<laughs> well, I I appreciate you telling that story. That's that's really funny. Um, yeah, but you know, some of our friends make it that far. We need to to make sure they can go all the way. Um, Tri tips, they're magical meat. <laughs> so that was a good way to go. And it's one of those things. Like now, I buy it all the time when I see it because I just want to cook it and just. I don't want to cook it hanging out inside of a deep South ever again, but I, right. just, enjoy, <laughs> I just enjoy cooking it and, uh, and just going back to that day. It's it, but it's always that will Motley crew will always be in old Virginia smoke lore for that. And, uh, <laughs> such an amazing experience, but you guys have been on a little bit of a tear here as of re- as of late. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing pretty well. Um, I don't want to think too much about it because, you know, as you go up, you can go down. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's been pretty exciting because the first contest um, competed in this year was at the Mission Farm Contest at Iron Station, North Carolina. Yeah. And we honestly, I told Brian, I was like, we're just going in this with no expectations. <laughs> Because literally we had not cooked since Alabama the year before. So in November at the Invitational. Oh, wow. And we hadn't lit the cooker. Yeah. And so that's what I mean by no expectations. You know, we're just going to get back on this bike and see how rusty it is. Um, And lo and behold, we actually, we put out a good cook and the judges were happy with it. And we had four calls. Um, You know, it's kind of surprised, but excited at the same time. And the, Interesting thing about it is we um, we hadn't won a grand. It was two years to that weekend since we had won a grand. Wow. Yeah. Of course. That's my- hard to think about because you guys are, not yeah. only have you been doing this for a long time, but you've also been one of the more consistent teams in the country over, I don't know, how long have you guys been doing it now? So it's nine years this year. Nine years. So, Yeah. It, and always near the top in pretty much every competition you guys cook. The consistency that you have is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's helped us quite a bit. And the past two years, we're pretty good at doing top 10 and getting RGCs and things like that. We just couldn't break over to the top. So it was nice to finally get back there. Where do you think your consistency comes from as a pit master? You know, I think that we... Um, we tend to like, if, if, so if we have a bad weekend, you know, I know a lot of cooks will go out there and say, Oh my God, I've got to change everything or they're <laughs> constantly trying new recipes or whatever it is. You know, we, we stay the line, um, pretty much. It would, it takes, it takes quite a few, unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know how you want to look at it, but it takes a lot of, uh, you know, nose for us to say, Oh, let's tweak that a little bit. So we tend to really stay in the same lane that we've been going in. And I think that's helped us with our consistency. Um, also, I think if we do tweak something, it's a slight tweak and just to see what happens. And if we, if it, we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa let's go back. <laughs> so um, I just, I think that's just helped us a lot. You know, every year, um, I think until last year, we were trying to take a class. One of us would go take a class or both of us. Um, and as you know, cause you've been doing this for a long time too, you know, when you go to a class, you're not learning a lot of new things, but you're going there for that one little thing that you may not have thought of. And, right. um, you know, over the years that helps. And then it helps you build that consistency. Um, I think the, you know, the, the quality meat that we've been getting and things like that have helped quite a lot. 
So, yeah, I think that's it. I think you touched on a few things there that were super important in terms of making changes. It's never throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's small, yeah. small changes, especially when you've been so consistent. That's the key. And yeah. I, I'm one, I'm, I'm a known tinker. Um, <laughs> and Kim blasts me every time I do it, especially if I don't tell her. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's one of those things. Now I've come to rely on her so much. Mm-hmm especially yeah. her taste buds and stuff. Cause I mean, I've been a derelict my whole life and she's just got better. <laughs> she's got better taste buds. So if we need to make a flavor tweak or a finishing tweak, it usually comes from her. And I think, I think that's super important being a husband and wife team. Uh, yeah. As you know, having a yin to the yang in the trailer is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I think that, um, I think we're similar in that Brian is the one that, you know, sometimes be like, let's try this or whatever. And I'm like, no, no, you know, (laughs) he tends to have the better taste buds than I do. Um, And so over the years, I've, I don't always agree, but, you know, I've started to listen a little more and think about it. And um, so it's nice there's different perspectives. And obviously if someone's got better taste buds and you realize that you need to utilize it (laughs) because that's what, you know, gets you to win. Right, that's part of your part of your tool belt is yep. having trusting the people around you as to what's going to work and you know and everyone having their roles and and doing what they do is so important and I think you would yeah. agree with that you know so you're not worrying about the things that you don't have to worry about and you can focus on the cook that's so important yeah absolutely yeah. And it was, you know, it was interesting because this last weekend when we were able to win again, we, um, Brian actually got a stomach bug. Um, I read that. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like either in the bed, in the bathroom, most of the cook. And, you know, I'm the pit master and I'm sure you have this with Kim that you, we still have our roles and our jobs that we do during the cook, during the day of the cook. Um, and so all of a sudden that, that had shifted, you know? Right. <laughs> I think it's a, a sign, a good or an experienced cook team where you can kind of, you can roll with that and um, still be able to have pull out a good cook. Yeah, we had a similar situation last year at Barbecue Gives Back on Friday yeah. night. I was really really sick, and turns out I had food poisoned myself. Um, <laughs> inadvertently, I didn't know I was allergic to duck eggs, but I was. Oh no! And I told Kim, I said I. As far as tomorrow goes, might not happen. She goes, bullshit. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, I'll cook it. I was like, yeah. And I have no doubt that she could. And that's, uh, you know, since we moved Kim into especially cooking chicken and doing that on the drum, and mm-hmm. I'm making her be more involved in everything because it really helps to have some. I, everyone should know everything that's going on, whether they're doing it or not. I think. Right. Right. Absolutely. Wow. See, you're so awesome to talk to. We haven't even, I haven't even really asked you any podcast questions yet. <laughs> <laughs> so this weekend you're in Apex, your hometown. That's right. That's right. So it's only about 10 minutes from the house. So that's nice. I get to sleep in my bed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what, what we do is actually Brian's already taken the trailer down to the site and um, 
he'll stay with it and I'm going to stay here tonight, which is Thursday night and then work a half day tomorrow at home. And then I'll head over there and we'll start prepping for the cook. Nice. And, yeah. And then I can come back Friday night care of our animals and stuff and then just stay there all day Saturday. So it'll be fun. Um, it's usually a good contest. Uh, we usually get some really good teams out there, a lot of local teams, which is nice to see. And then they have some bands and like a beer garden. Usually a lot of people show up. Um, it's, it's pretty fun. Hopefully the rain won't scare people away tomorrow, but Saturday looks good. So. Awesome. Wait. Yeah. We're having beautiful weather here right now, but yeah. I wish I was in Apex. I gotta, gotta work tomorrow. So it's always, yeah. Our first couple of years there, we really had a great time and, and, it's just a great little town. There's a great little beer shop there that we both loved. and Yeah, yeah. they closed that. No. Yes. Oh, no. So um, they put in, it's not the bottle shop anymore. They, I think they do serve beer, but it's just not as cool as it was when it was a bottle shop. Um, and they had a couple taps there and stuff. I love that place. Yeah, we would always, that was our first place we'd go. Yeah, but they now have a kill kill ones. I think that's how you say kill ones down downtown. So they have the ice cream and the chocolate and all that stuff. Shh, don't tell Kim. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you think that your career or life experiences outside of barbecue prepared you to be a pit master out there on the competition trail? Yeah. Um. Well, what's interesting is I kind of look at it as my, I don't want to say vacation, but obviously my off time. But um, when you work so hard during the week, you look forward to doing something that's different, that challenges you, that's competitive, that you're going to get to hang out with all your you know, best friends. Because <laughs> um, yeah. that's really, I've always said that to people. That's the biggest thing. Uh, barbecue family, you know, they're the best. But I would say that when I was, ch- when I was younger, um, growing up, my dad was always cooking on the grill and I was always out there watching him. And, you know, I just always enjoyed it and got and got a love of, of doing that kind of cooking. And then obviously, you know, speed up until about 10 years ago and I was introduced to the whole barbecue world. Um, I don't know. It was just, I think that that love that from the beginning, just it was like a whole new world. Like, oh, this is really cool. And um, being so competitive, always been into sports, always loved watching sports. You know, it was a way for us, you know, really for, to compete at something that I didn't have to exercise or run for. <laughs> 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 so, um, but yeah, I think that just the love of the the type of cooking and then just the discipline that you get from, you know, working from schooling, from all those kind of things and just putting them all together. A good time. It's funny that you just brought that up, the discipline. Yeah. And I think that's something that barbecue has taught me. Mm-hmm. And that generally I'm I'm not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but barbecue has made me make certain changes to the way that I do things in my everyday. In yeah. terms of being organized and laying out a plan and knowing what's going to happen and knowing how to deal with it. It really has brought that into focus for me, I guess is a good way of saying it. Yeah, I can see that. And also um, I think you might agree with me here, at least when we first started or when I'll just say, when I first started doing barbecue, man, this is like a big party. Um, It's a tailgate without a football game. 
Uh, but as time has gone by and as I've gotten more serious, you know, you, you bring that discipline into the cook too. You know, you're not out there just to have a, a great time the Friday night before the cook and, you know, get two hours of sleep and try to stumble through your cook the next day. You remember why you're there and yep. you have that discipline to make that happen. That's why we love Thursday nights and Saturday nights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There aren't any rules on Saturday nights. Thursday nights, there's probably a few rules. I think they're unspoken. Yeah. Uh, Kim Kim has them, and just I know she has spies. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we've talked we've talked about how great you are, and we've talked about how consistent you are. Do you have a favorite failure of yours at a contest that really sets you up for success later? Mm. See, it's so funny that you asked that question because I can think of a failure that Brian had. <laughs> Oh, please do that. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, this is so great. Um, so we were doing chicken. <laughs> and we really close to turning. This was, I believe, it was at Rutherford College in North Carolina. And, you know, we have that porch trailer. So we have a door that goes between the, the kitchen area and then the porch. Um, and <laughs> so we had put the chicken out on the on the smoker to set the sauce. And um, Brian went out to get the the pan. And as he was coming back in, the wind blew the door. And so he hit the door with like his arm. Oh, and no. all the chicken was flying. <laughs> and we had chicken on the porch. We had chicken in the kitchen, on the floor. And I mean, you know, tick tock, the clock is running. Um, and he's like, you know, of course, screaming expletives. And I'm like, <laughs> we need to get this together. We got to turn this in. So I picked up the chicken that was salvageable and, uh, you know, got it cleaned up, put some more sauce on it, threw it in the box. When we turned in, I think with around 10 or 15 seconds to go, Wow, <laughs> we didn't do well in that category that day. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it, it is what it is, right? You had to take the situation you had and roll with this, try your best to, to, uh, to get it done. I'm trying to think. I could think of another failure of Brian's, but um, <laughs> isn't that sad? I can think of all his. Like, I can't think of anything for me. <laughs> um, That's uh, funny. You know, yeah, I will tell you another story because it's kind of, it's, you'll think it's funny. Um, we didn't at the time. But so we were, a son, you know, down in uh, Florida. I think it was the last one they had. And we were... We had a really good cook, and when pork came along, we put our finishing rub on it, and we were running late, so literally, again, turned it in with just a few seconds or, you know, less than a minute to go, and when we, when I got back into the truck, like, we put on the wrong wrong finishing rub. <laughs> we end up, I think we end up putting uh, smoking guns hot on it at the very end. Oh, so wow. We lit them up. <laughs> So needless to say, when awards come around, you know, we're, we're going along where we'd gotten, you know, a chicken, a rib call, no pork call. And, we're like, and then we've got a brisket call, like pretty good calls. And so we were in the running. <laughs> we got last place pork. <laughs> oh no. But we tore them up. <laughs> but, I need um, to make a, make a side note to change my pork finishing rib. <laughs> well, maybe you don't want to put it on as much as we did. <laughs> That's all there is. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so what did, what have i done that's been a fake i don't know i can't think of anything 
You heard it here, folks. Brian makes all the mistakes with Motley Crue. <laughs> and I know that's not true. I know I've <laughs> plenty, but I just can't think of any. Um, but yeah, anyway. Oh, it's funny. It's exactly what Kim would just, and I'm just sitting here trying to think of like something that she did. And yeah. I can't, I can't. <laughs> it's all, <laughs> it's all dumb shit that I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, that's fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what uh let's switch gears here a little bit to gear. What's one of the best or most worthwhile investments that you guys have ever made in competition barbecue? Mm. Well, I mean the obvious one it would be your cooker, right? So um we definitely have I feel like moved up with our cookers. You know, we we started off with um the, the gravity feeds. We gravity feeds. And then we finally uh, jumped into to the world of stick burners. We had um, we had made a trade with someone who had this the the second made outlaw ever made um, stick burner, and so we were able to obtain that. That's actually the one that Scully cooked on. Um, yep. Yep. Before, yeah. Before the jambo, but uh, so I, I was like, oh god, stick burner. This is going to be a pain. You know, I'm not going to get my two hours downtime on the cook day. You know. <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> and, uh, when I, when I cooked on it the first time, I was like, Oh, this is great. The cooker tells you what it, what it needs to do, you know, or what you need to do. And, uh, and it responds so well. It's like, this is awesome. So I really fell in love with that. And then also, um, having a brisket, tasting a brisket that comes off a of gravity feed was nothing. It, nothing. Compared to what it's like coming off a stick burner. So, um, you know, that sold me right there. So, you know, when we were cooking on the outlaw and then we got our new outlaw, um, I mean, it's just a, it's a great machine. And I, I, we have the luxury, we have a first world problem where we have a jambo and we have an outlaw and they're very, you know, I I know there's a lot of discussion out there and that's fine. Um, rightly so, but, uh, there's, they're very similar. So I like cooking on either one of them, but, um, the you know the outlaw that we got most recently, well, several years ago, has like a side door on it, so that we don't have to go all the way down to the end of the cooker, and so it works really well for. Um, so I really enjoy the cooker. Um, I got to be honest with you, that's the only feature that makes me jealous of an outlaw. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Because I wouldn't have to put my back deck down if I had that side load. Yeah, yeah it would be. Yeah, I keep selling pits for Jay. I keep <laughs> people are like, I need a, I need a stick burner. I'm like, all right, let me call Jay and I'll line you up. And I told right. him, I said, like one of these days, dude, you're gonna have to make me a pit. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because so I guess Jamba they don't make uh, side doors at all, right? No side doors. No, no real custom work. I mean, and I get it because yeah, right. That pit has won so many things, and that's and that's the reason that I switched. Was yeah. you know I love winning barbecue contests, but I really want to win the barbecue contest. I want to win the royal. Uh-huh. You know, so many royals have been won on on jambos or offsets that that's that's that was the main reason. And man, we've had similar experiences. Uh, everyone told me that I didn't have the discipline to run a jambo. Yeah. <laughs> or a stick burner. And yeah. I don't think they understand how easy they are. I know. 
it does surprise it surprised me and I'm, it would surprise me that thinks that if they just tried it yeah it's uh, it, you're right the cooker tells you exactly what you need to do to it yep it talks and it responds so quickly. You're like, okay, thank you. There we go. I'll go back to relaxing. <laughs> you know? I may call you the outlaw whisperer. That might be the title <laughs> of this one. There you go. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> all right. So those are all expensive things. And yeah, my next pit will probably be an outlaw. Um, yeah. Do you have a purchase of $100 or less that mm-hmm. really has impacted your barbecue life? You can't say Thermopen either because that's too easy. Uh, <laughs> I know I was going there too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cause I was thinking of the, uh, shoot, what's it called? It's like one of the, um, the temperature probe things, but that's over a hundred bucks. Um, under a hundred bucks. It's really helped out. I mean, I would accept a chef alarm or a dot. Cause I think those are so important. Yeah. And um, that's, yeah, but we have one, the one that I can't remember the name of it, that's got the four um, probes that for it. And so yeah. it, it works really well for us doing um, pork. So um, I, I like that thing quite a bit. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I could. Uh, yeah, I don't think it'd be an issue if I didn't have it, but it, it is so helpful. Um, Just let you know when you're in the area, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What else? Do you guys use much technology in your cook? No, we don't. I mean, really, those are the only things. Um, the, the probes, the temperature probes, those are the only things we use. We don't use dots and what have you, but we have. Oh, God, I think of the names of them. They would is hate it me. The, is it the smoke? Yes, that's it. That's okay. Got the four, I think. Yeah, yeah. I have one, and I don't know. I'm still... I'm still married to the idea of having like a spider web coming out and a different thing. It's so stupid because I have both things and it would be super easier to do. And Oh yeah. We have some of those probes that are like the tiniest ones and they have the, the yellow cords that are, and I swear, I mean, you can be as gentle as you can with the door on the cooker, but they just don't last that long. And they're like the expensive ones that never go on sale. Right. (laughs) Of course. But, um, as so nice masters, though, we're brutal on those things. Yeah, truly, truly, and we use them so much, right? We're not the back, we're not the backyard home cook that's just going to cook these kind of things, you know, ten weekends out of the year. Um, right. Sometimes it, those things might get slammed in the door a hundred times a weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But they're great. Um, so cool. Yeah, not much technology with us. You know, I've tried the Bluetooth thing, you know, using my phone and stuff. And I don't know. It's just, I just feel more secure being close to the, the pit and um, being able to manage it that way. And as opposed to being off talking to somebody and getting distracted. Yeah, I hear you. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by barbecuedata.com. Barbecuedata.com is your one stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data, historical data, calls, wins, placements. Everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to BarbecueData.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, PITPOD. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on BarbecueData.com. Now we got to talk about people. 
Oh, fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Who has impacted your life the most in competition barbecue? Hmm. I mean, there's a couple people that I would say that I look up to. I mean, you know, the obvious one, of the obvious ones is going to be Tuffy, right? He's just such an amazing person. But um, I got to call out the ladies, you know, like uh, Melissa Cookston, you know, even in Diva, you know, they've they've really paved the way for a lot of the ladies, and and they've done so well and sh- and shown you know other women that oh yeah, it can be done. You know, this is not just a man's world. Um. So I think that those folks, and that's obviously, I'm not best friends with either, any of those guys, but um, just being able to see them from afar and just, you know, well, actually one T Matt Griner, he's good friends with Diva. So I've met her and talked to her a little bit, but. (laughs) One T. (laughs) Yeah. Or (laughs) other people call him one M either way. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I would say that they've influenced me. Um, that's good. Yeah. What's you mentioned it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go down that road a little bit. What's the biggest challenge in your eyes as a female pitmaster being in this largely male dominated sport hobby? I would say the big <laughs> the biggest challenge yeah, hobby. Biggest <laughs> challenge is um just trying to always kind of have some thick skin because um I would say you know, people, for the most part, they know that I'm a pit master. However, nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10, if we're at a contest and we get a call, people are mainly congratulating my husband just because the assumption is, is the man was the one who did it. You know, he, or, you know, he orchestrated the whole cook and he was the right. reason. Um, so that's, that's frustrating, but I've kind of grown, I don't want to say accustomed to it because I don't necessarily excuse it, but I also don't let it bother me so much um, just because I know the truth and, you know, the people that are good friends with me, they know the truth and they support me. So, um, you know, it is what it is, but I would say that's one of the larger challenges. Yeah. It's a huge, it's a huge thing like that. And we're pretty sensitive to it because just that's who we are. Um, and I, and I would love to see that culture change a little bit and yeah. especially, and I think that, you know, I think I have a role in that with this podcast and I got to meet some amazing female pit masters last week in uh, North Dakota and I'm going to have them all on. Oh, cool. And, yeah. It's, I think it's super important. Number one, our, our hobby is slowly <laughs> it needs some new life and there's yeah. no reason that that can't come from, from females and people from different backgrounds. And let's, let's kick it up a notch. Let's get it going. Yeah. You know, and I love it because the apex or I'm sorry, the Canapolis contest every year, lady of Q comes, she's from California. Sylvie. So, yeah. So she has family in um, Canapolis area or Charlotte area. I think it's Canapolis. And uh, every year she comes to that contest from California. I just, I think that's so cool. And she competed with me um, in the fire and ice contest down the road. Yeah. yeah. So that was uh, a fun deal. That was a fun thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Kim got to do it with uh, Tracy Dyer. And, yes. uh, 
Yeah, and that was that was just a lot of fun, and I think we need more. Not necessarily events like that. I mean, that was a great event, but I just yeah. think in the overall barbecue world, there just needs to be more recognition and more love given. That's oh, I completely that. agree. Completely agree because we're yeah. There's a lot of strong ladies out there. They're strong cooks. Um, they have a love for it, and they should be recognized. So I agree completely. When you hear the word successful in terms of barbecue, who's the first person that comes to mind? Hmm. There's a lot of people that come to mind. First person. <laughs> um, I mean, well, and so in the world of barbecue, you said? Yep. Okay. Because, I mean, I would go to Tuffy. He's an easy one, right? Um, sure. As far as peers, I mean, Brad, obviously, because he's uh, – you know, one team of the year so many times, but I mean, there's just such a long legacy of good, great barbecue cooks. Um, you know, I think the six, you know, success isn't always in winning, right? It's, um, you know, you may not win every contest, but if you're a good person, you know, if you're there for other people, you're supportive of other people, you're also very successful, I think. Um, so, and then I've got to think of a person who, who epitomizes that. <laughs> that might be right. the that might be the nicest thing ever said on this podcast. <laughs> now somehow I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean seriously, like having good actors out there, and I think we've gotten away from that a little bit. Uh, yeah, and, and just you know, you see some of these posts out there about teams that, oh my god, I got robbed. I finished third, and I'm like. Bro. Exactly. <laughs> right. Well, that, that happened to me. Off. That happened to me at a contest um, a couple years ago. Um, we were not in a slump, but, you know, like lower top 10. And then maybe we didn't hear our names called every once in a while. Um, and then I walked up on some people who were our friends at the time and they, uh, oh, we got third place again. And I was like, seriously? I mean, I said right. that. So I'm like, are you kidding me? You're saying that to me? <laughs> you know, why don't you say that to the first place team? Maybe they appreciate it. <laughs> they can feel bad for you. Finishing yeah. Third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's just crazy. Um, but I mean, it's like uh, when we were at, um, actually, when we were just last week and we were at STEM at Jimbo's, when we won that, you know, that was something that uh, Brian Corbett said, Scully. He was like, I'm just so happy when my friends win. Absolutely. And, and that's and that's huge because let's face it, we all get some, you know, pride involved. It's a, it's not certainly a moneymaker what we do. So we're spending some money to do this. And if you get disappointed, you know, several times, it's hard to kind of bring out that love for someone else. But the fact that people, you know, can do that and, you know, I, I try to learn from that because I'm one of those people that sometimes can get into the slump and whatever. Um, so I need to I need to epitomize that better because that's to me, that's the sign of a true friend and a good person. Absolutely. My gosh. That'd make barbecue such a better thing. Yeah, it would. <laughs> it would. Yeah. Now we got to get into the routines and habits and rituals. And I hope there's some weird shit about Brian in here. That'd make me <laughs> happy. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Does your, is your competition week uh, planning week to week? Do you do the same things every day? Yep. Same things. I am a victim of routine. Um, 
but yeah, we do the same things. Now, Brian, he's a little different, but like, but yeah, we do this. Yeah. It's the same things. Cause we trim all our meats when we get to the contest, which we're a little different than most everybody. Really? Um, yeah, we do. We take the chance and we trim everything there. So during the week, you know, it's like, he's got clean, clean and greats. I have certain days that I'm going to the grocery store. I have certain days that I'm making injections, you know, those kind of things. So. Huh. That's interesting. I, uh, I know. Definitely I know. had you pegged as a as a person that trimmed during the week. Wow. No, no. In fact, and I know the obvious question is, has that ever bit you? And uh, yeah, it has. Oh, well, sort of. <laughs> um, we were in Aiden, I guess, and we um, I opened up the chicken. <laughs> it about knocked me down. And it oh. would have had to ask, ask other people to come smell it because I wasn't sure. <laughs> but I was sure. So the chicken was bad. So we, ended up, so I had to go up to the store and get some more. And, uh, but then we ended up getting first place chicken that day. So it paid off. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So we do take that risk. I mean, chicken's easy, right? But if it's yeah. something like a brisket, you know, you're kind of SOL. Yeah. Brisket is the one tough one because we get, we all get them by mail anymore and you just don't really know. Yeah. Until you get into it, what it's going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. You might have some signs, but it's not a hundred percent. Yeah. Sure. Are you guys music people during your cook? Yeah. Well, I, I, I have to have like some type of background noise at all times. So, um, we do listen to music, not, not as, um, refined as you are with your music, but <laughs> we basically listen to a radio station or something. So we don't have, you know, any set lists, but I will say that when it's, college football time we always have a college football game and we're listening to that absolutely you not as refined thank you for using that word that's amazing (laughs) you're welcome most people would not use that word uh (laughs) (laughs) that's funny uh but yeah i know you guys are big sports nuts too yeah yeah in fact before we really started getting into barbecue we had season tickets for carolina hurricanes and for NC State basketball and football. So we were at the PNC arena, like, way too much. It started to smell like home. Um, <laughs> you know, with barbecue, we've obviously cut back. Don't, don't do hockey anymore, and uh, but we still do the football and basketball. So That's but cool. Football, we can only probably hit two games a year. Um, so we end up making money on our tickets, <laughs> selling them. <laughs> do you guys have any other habits or rituals or things that you have to do at a contest? Let's see. Any rituals? We no, I would say aside from just like um we used to well, we haven't done this recently. We used to just like give each other high fives, like, let's do this. But uh, <laughs> we haven't done that recently. Um, but that was a big one. I mean, we, you know, you know how it is when you're cooking. Everything is such a routine. So it's like I could say everything we do is a ritual. <laughs> um Right. It's like Groundhog Day. Yeah, it truly is. Uh, So I think that was the thing. So I guess the answer is right now, no, but we did used to do some things like high five, (laughs) kisses. I I don't know why this, because I know Brian likes to take the dogs out for an early, early morning walk. Yes. And oh my God, see, that's another great Mudley Crew story where they helped old Virginia smoke. (laughs) It was in... uh, Somerville and woke up and the wind was just thumping the back of my firebox. 
Right. And uh, I'm trying to finagle my truck to get back there to block it. And all of a sudden, Brian appears like a ghost out of nowhere with the dog. <laughs> and, like, guides me through this gap where I literally have an inch on either side of the truck to get it through there. And uh, got it through there and won that contest. It's just yeah. like, wow. <laughs> I didn't really put all this together. I mean, I kind of put it together. But, damn. Like, yeah. Motley Crue has been very instrumental in some of our success. <laughs> yeah. Here we, there we go. We need to get a cut next time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, North Carolina has become one of my uh, favorite places to cook because of people like you guys and Scully and just the Billy Merrills of the world. And, yes. you know, there's so many good people down there that it's just always like, kind of coming home and just a great, great barbecue culture down there. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it really is great. Um, you know, some of those teams are kind of, you know, Billy Merrill, he, he keeps threatening to retire, but he comes back every once in a while. And, um, you know, I just love those guys and you're right. There's so many, there's so much camaraderie. I mean, some of the teams, you know, barbecue, um, those guys, they've, uh, you know, obviously Smokehouse Mafia, they've kind of, they went steak and then they've kind of gone to golf now. So um, we have a good crew down here and it's a lot of fun. There's no, no bad reason to go to golf. I, <laughs> I have started Im- implementing playing on Friday mornings if I can get there on Thursday. Nice. I nice. will, I will book a tea time at like 7 a.m. So I'm back in time for lunch and prep yeah. and, it's just golf is my first love and it puts me in my happy spot. And that's cool. Yeah. And that's so good. Cause I, that's like a Zen thing, right? So that you're then mentally ready for your cook. And um, that's cool. Completely relaxed when I come back from it and start, you know, put on the Led Zeppelin cause Kim's usually not there yet. She hates that. So oh. <laughs> I listen to that on Fridays, Led Zeppelin, Beatles, that kind of yep. stuff. And yeah, just get my stuff done. It's, it's it's a big part of it, and that's but that's all part of what you referenced earlier is the experience of the weekend and having it not be the grind and going to have fun. Yes. Um, yeah. Pat Burke said last week on the podcast, he said, yeah, we always said that, you know, when this stopped being fun, that's when we'd stop doing it. And I truly believe that. I do, too. I completely agree. And like you mentioned, real, like, you know, their panties in a twist and about that they finished third or whatever. I'm like, you, you got to remember, we're here to have fun. <laughs> you know, right. yeah, it's great to hear your name called, no doubt. But we, bottom line, we're here to have fun. And like he said, when, when it stops being fun, that's really a sign that it's time to look at something else. Absolutely. And I don't think like, <laughs> and I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to say it. A lot of people like to say that they're retiring from barbecue. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No, you just found something else to do. It's a hobby. It's, you can't retire from a hobby. You just, found, exactly. You yeah. found another hobby. And right now I still love this hobby. That is yeah. because of people like you guys. It's a lot of fun to see you guys out there. It's great to see, to follow. I'm not cooking as much this year and just yeah. to follow and see. I agree with Scully. When you see your friends winning, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, truly it is. All right, now we got to do the rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, so we're just going to ask me a question. I have to think of the first thing or what? They're okay. pretty simple questions, but you okay. don't have to answer quickly. 
some, some of these go down rabbit holes that take like a long time. Uh, <laughs> what right. do you see about barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you? Um, hmm. I think actually two things I would say. One thing would be what we are, have already talked about people complaining and whining about what they thought they should have gotten and et cetera. And just, and just forgetting about the fun of it all. Um, the second one, I feel like, and I may get roasted for this one, but I feel like judges sometimes get a hard time and it kind of bugs me, you know, that because I think that they're in it for their own version of fun. We're in it for our own version of fun. Um, I think they're doing the best they can. I think that certainly something could be done from a judging perspective, not necessarily judges themselves. I think they do a, a pretty good job. And I think they've evolved with the whole comic card thing and stuff like that. So um, anyway, yeah, I think those are the two things I would say. You mentioned comic cards. Yeah. How many comment cards did you get at Barbecue Gives Back? Oh, so this is the thing. I said that, and then <laughs> seem to get many. <laughs> Other people I see, they get a bunch, but it's like we'll get a seven and something. I'm like, why did I get a seven? And there's zero comment cards. Um, I would guess that we probably got maybe between three and six total for both contests. Wow, we got ten a day. Ten a day. Ten a day. But the good thing is there were probably some good, a lot of good ones in there, right? Uh, there were good ones, and there were some that absolutely validated what we thought of our cook. Well, so that's of, good. And that's what, you know, somebody reached out to me, and they're like, well, I heard there were just a ton of comment cards. That's a waste of time. I said, I absolutely 100% disagree with you mm-hmm. because we got – all these comment cards that said that our pork was bland on day one and they were 100% right. Yeah. And to get called out on it and to know that what we thought is the same as what they thought, that's invaluable. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's nice that they have the same opinion. It gives you that trust that, oh, yes, the judging is, it's come a long way. It's great. I think it has too. And I think that, I think that the judges deserve some credit for that. I think KCBS deserves some credit for that, you know, yeah. their training program and things that they've done. Absolutely. I would uh, still want the seating program really badly, but, um, you know, I'm not sure that's going to happen. But I, they have made so much progress with the J-Cup and all those things. It's, it's really good. And we're seeing it. We're seeing the results. Absolutely. Do you, and I think I know the answer to this one, <laughs> Do you have a favorite pre, during, or post competition meal? <laughs> I want. I kind of want to know what you're gonna. What you think I'd say? You um, guys love Mexican on Saturday nights. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Mexican <laughs> on Saturday. It's uh, nothing barbecue related. It's fast because when we started this whole ritual, we're hanging out with probably four or five teams and most of them had kids. So, I mean, it was like herding cats. So right. we're like, yes, let's go Mexican. It'll be fast. It'll be cheap. You know? So that's, that's where it all started. It's, it's definitely hits the spot after a barbecue contest. <laughs> We've had many a margarita <laughs> together. At yeah. Some queso. <laughs> well, see, and that was, that was a joke with some of our, the teams that we hung out with pretty closely that whoever, whoever did the best, they had to buy queso that night. 
<laughs> That's funny. The case yeah. of that. I love it. Yeah. And if you buy everybody yeah. dinner. <laughs> Oh, sometimes. Sometimes that's yep. going to happen. Yep. What is your favorite present that you like to give to people? Hmm. So I haven't given any presents recently. Um, but I tell you a present I used to give all the time. Um, when people would get married, I would always give them wind chimes for their house. Or when they bought a new house, I'd give them wind chimes. Huh. I, that was something that people wouldn't give. And... Uh, I always enjoy winters, so I thought it was just a, I don't know, nice thing. So that was what I gave. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. I like wind chimes. I don't have any. Well, see, I need to get you some then. <laughs> only as a congratulations present for pooping in your trailer. That's the only way uh, I No, no. Uh-uh. There's no congratulations there because that's not going to happen. I told you what's going to happen after I do it, too. I'm going to sit outside <laughs> in a chair with a cigar, and you'll know. <laughs> I'll know, and you probably won't flush just because you wanted No, you'll never know that I was there. <laughs> the object is not desecration. The object is just... Just to get to away with it. Just to <laughs> yeah. get away with it. All right. Last question. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, getting a message out to millions of people, what would it say and why? Yeah. So that's an easy one after last year. Um, so it would, I couldn't spell it out, but it would say F cancer. <laughs> it's yes. big. Um, because I'm sure you know, you know, Brian went through a uh, cancer situation last year that we had to deal with. So, you know, everything's good and it's great, but you know, we've had close friends who've lost loved ones. And um, you know, it's just it, that that would be my message, you know. To, it would be I know it sounds weird to say F cancer and that, to think of that as a supportive message, but in some ways it is because people who are going through it can be like, yeah, F cancer. Um, but then at the same time, it, it reminds people that it's out there and, you know, if there's donations, they can make things like that to different organizations where, you know, maybe they can t- work for treatments and cures and stuff like that. That's would be great, but mainly a message of support. Absolutely. And yeah, that was a, that was a tough time there when, yeah. and I'm glad that, you know, you guys are so tough. Brian's so tough. It's, you know, it was, I just got goosebumps talking about it because cancer is a very, you know, I don't want to say near and dear subject to me, but it's yeah. been in my life a lot. So, uh, yeah, I 100% support your message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was there any sponsors or anybody that you'd like to recognize here at the end? Yeah, sure. I'll give a couple shout outs. So, um, I want to shout out to Outlaw Smokers, of course, for our great smoker. Um, Royal Oak Charcoal, we're part of Team 2023, so that's nice. Uh, the Barbecue Superstore, um, to get all your, your barbecue products. Um, Checkered Pig, that's the sauce that we use. Um, and I damn near stopped there the other day. Did you really? I was coming back from Georgia, and I had seen... Uh, your post about where you said that you guys had had to drive over there and get, yeah. get some sauce. And I literally drove right through there. Oh, and I'm like, awesome. <laughs> I, I need to stop. And Tommy needs to come on the podcast. That's one of my. Yes. That'd be great. 
that I need to, because the story that I'll tell about Tommy, I don't know if I should tell it in the beginning or not, because he might just get pissed off and hang up, but I might tell it anyway. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should. He's pretty good. I think he'll be all right. He'll um, be all right. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So cool. I would, well, I got a couple more. Uh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Keith Rouse, um, mm-hmm. we just became part of their team this year and uh, really great products. Love those products. Uh, also, Prairie Fresh, uh, they don't they don't formally sponsor us or anything, but they do support us and uh, we appreciate that. And then I'll just give a shout out to Vaughn Woods. They are, that's where we get our wood from. As you know, you use some of it, um, but great guys. They're in the Midwest and uh, so they help support us by supplying. <laughs> Love me some Vaughn Wood. Love me some. I'm really starting to love a lot of Heath's products. Yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of good things out there right now. And yeah, that's a great list. And you can always yeah. find Muttley Crew on Facebook as well. That's give right. Them, well, on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. Give them a follow. Come by the contest. See the Fozzie Bear. Absolutely. He's, a, he's an amazing <laughs> little dog. He's, oh my gosh, he's so much fun. He's got a ton of energy. So. Yes, he does. He's a character, and he likes to lick <laughs> people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck this weekend. Thank you. Thank you. It was great yeah. talking to you, Luke. I appreciate Abs- it. Absolutely. And now we'll see you guys in Pinehurst? Yes. Yes, where you try to achieve your ghost pooping. <laughs> that one will be hard because it's at an air- airport. It's a lot of open space. I don't have the camouflage options that I normally have. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you never know. I might put on a flight suit, <laughs> see what I can do. Yeah, you might just like be smoking me out right now and <laughs> trying to trick me. <laughs> you never know. I got I got some tricks. I got some tricks. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right. Well, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Take care. Yep. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedenka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2022. Oh, dear.